Yeah. So today, what, what, what? Of course, we never. I never know what we're, what's going to come up and what we're going to talk Jenny's about. It's Jenny's turn to pick. It's Jenny's turn to pick. What, what do you want to talk about today, Jenny? <laughs> we talk about silence. Sure. Want to talk about silence? Sure. And what it what it does? Yeah. Okay. We could talk about silence. So, people think maybe and maybe some of them out there think this way i don't know that silence is an absence of sound but it's not that at all silence is a state within that uses the sound to increase silence make sense to you quiet the inside Mm -hmm. but not try to quiet the inside actually yeah it's a state within you yeah because it's like you know there'll be times where we're sitting at that table and someone will, you know, you know, I'll say, you want to know what silence is? And I'll just hold them in that space. It's like you're in a bubble. That all the sound is going on around you, but you don't hear any of it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like that, that space in you that is silence. The move, the, the activity of that is it will grab tones to... <laughs> from whatever's going on. It doesn't even matter what the conversations are. Just tones out of it to strength in the silence hmm. does that make sense yeah so it's, it's what like you're putting your attention on well yeah it's like and it's not listening for words and it's not listening for explanations it's listening for vibrations tones that will hold them in silence longer right it's almost like um axis gravity holds you in that space right and what i find about silence is if you can actually enter into that space that if you it, once you're in it, in it, and everything's quiet, it's easy to maintain that because it just builds, and there's something extremely fascinating about what's happening. Like the conscious, you could just feel like everything's expanding, right? And if you can just stay with the silence and be able to reinforce it from the sounds around, it actually gets you to you can expand out even a little more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and there really is no true listening to being within without silence right right and then you kind of find that there's like these inner sounds and that is being right so it's not saying anything it's just putting a like a tone there a vibration of a frequency if you will right that you can actually it's like you can decipher it so you can sit in that silence and you're just feeling and hearing certain tones and then you don't try to make any sense out of that because then it's not silence anymore. <laughs> right, you're right. Labeling. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you just sit in that for long periods of time and then when you come out of it, 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 something very fascinating about a human being is that they can take whatever those just influential tones and vibrations in that silence and they can actually like arrange it in a way and I would say like flatten it out and tan it like a hide and it becomes knowledge. I like that. Yeah, it's weird. It's like you can transform it into knowledge that applies here. But you're not going to do it by deciding what the silence is, the quality of it, by doing any of the thinking in it. That's not silence. Right? It's kind of like we were talking on the way home. Uh, you know, one of 
Don Juan's biggest teachings to Carlos, but even says it, the crux of everything is inner silence. You must turn off the internal dialogue, right? That must stop, right? And it's like, okay, so I could see where someone would jump from, okay, to end the internal dialogue is to to not think. But, right. but the mind's quality is to think. Just like the heart's quality is to beat and keep you alive, it never stops. So the mind never stops. So you're never going to shut off the mind. It was interesting to hear uh, coming back from Trey last night, Angela put on Journey of Souls, to hear that a lot of the souls that do start to die, mm -hmm. they, they're still thinking. They're like, wait, what's happening? Where am I going? And But then obviously you're, you know where you're going. You've been there before. Your soul are, has got you. But there is some time where maybe a guide comes. It's like, yeah, you can wait over your body for your funeral and whatever. But there's thoughts of like, is my family going to be okay? And it's, and it went into how that's not really, doesn't really leave you yet. So that's even like still there. Yeah. 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 Which, is, which was something that I was intrigued me. Well, I find that, you know, like, so inner silence. Okay. Inner silence is to stop the internal dialogue. There's always one running around talking. It's the mind aspect of us. It's always going. It never stops. It's that friend that's like, seriously? Do you sleep? You know, because they just go and go and go and go. So it's that thing in our head that does that. But to silence internal dialogue, you just don't make another identity to engage it with. And you don't engage it with your own awareness. Right? Because then now there's another one there to have a dialogue. It's just a thing going on. Right. And it's like, what do you do with that? I'm not sure what you do with that. That has not become absolutely clear what you do with the you that runs around in the mind. I, I keep, you know, it's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> you can go away now, but you need it to be here. Right. So it's like, how would I put this? As long as you don't have another there conversing with it in your own head. I don't know if this makes any sense. This is total weeds. Um, <laughs> I want to see. If, let's figure this out. Keep going. Okay. So yeah. if you, in order for there to be a dialogue, it takes two. Okay. So one of your identities is internal monologuing, just monologuing all the time, monologuing all the time. It doesn't stop. We all have that movie critic. Like, right. Just everything sucks. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Uh-huh. The only way there can be a dialogue is that there's got to be another one in there to engage it. Right. To listen to it, to take its orders. Right. Whatever it is. Or to take its judgments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, it ju I mean, it just gets all convoluted. So now you got this dialogue going on between um, something that just goes on and on, because that's what it does. And then one that's kind of like, has like severe opinions about everything. <laughs> you know, you just back and forth. You just go back and forth. Inside okay. someone's head. To bring up a little bit of what happened this weekend in human design, we did right. some uh, or experimentations. And for me, for example, I have a completely open head. So that means that it's undefined and there's no channels running through it. So we did an experiment where everyone in the room um, that had a defined head stayed and the undefined or open left. And they felt like there was like nothing pulling them anymore and we felt like completely clear like i mm -hmm. never felt more like 
oh, like that's why my alone time is important. Not only because there's other energies, but also that inner dialogue isn't necessarily being affected by other people. And then also I have that choice now to whatever comes in, I can identify with or not. But that's where the reason I brought that up is some thoughts that come in aren't aren't really from yours or your experience. Like I felt sometimes like the, the connection to someone else's thoughts since it is an open head. So it's like when you are having that dynamic and then taking that away, and then now you're in a spot where whatever is coming up, you have the option to identify with or not. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing that, if you're identifying with it, then that's not the point. It's that feeling of like, you said there has to be a dialogue, right? For there to be some sort of conversation when you have that like soulmate energy where you're with that person and it's like, oh, this is like you're communicating, but it's not communicating. That's that. It's inner... actually more communicating than exactly. talking. Yeah. Yeah. Because communication you. comes from the word to commune and commune is, you know, to me, I look at it this way. It's like commun true communication is when two human beings occupy the same space. Right, consciously um, doesn't even really need to be locally, but just consciously, they're they're right there, seeing the same thing, and it's like they're the perspectives that come back and forth just kind of bring it to where you can look at it. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like you have to share a space in order to communicate on the level you're talking about, right? Where because right. like with Carlos, I mean, there were days where. Just sat with him and said nothing at all the whole day. Just just kind of hanging out, you know, him doing his thing, me doing mine, you know, just kind of chilling. And those were some of the most potent days because the silence that was, you know, prevalent in those times was full of this vibration that was full of learning. Hmm. Right? right. And so I just sit there and bask in it. You know, and if and, you were to be in like on the side in your head. Then you're having this conversation. There are those days too. There are those days too, <clears throat> where he would go. You know, I could see. Oh, that's what he's doing today. I'm not in the mood for that. I want, to, and I get fidgety and try to talk to him. He just look over at me. He's like, "We'll, we'll go soon, Christopher. It's fine." <laughs> I never go. Anywhere. And then we never go anywhere. <laughs> just kind of sit there the whole day and just deal with this kind of agitated need to move. You know, and it's like that. I mean, it wouldn't be all day. It would be a good chunk of the day, and then I would just cave. And when I would cave in, it would be I, all I would feel in that silence is, you know, this antsiness inside of you must be paid attention to and dealt with, not not played with, paid attention to and dealt with. You know, it's like okay, okay. So, you know, it was uh, even the times where I couldn't be silent for most of the day. Anyway, I mean, the last couple hours, again, you just. Relent. We're not going anywhere. It's eight o'clock. There's nowhere to go anyway. So <laughs> you're just going to let go, right? And just be. And suddenly, all of the stuff that you built up all day with all your antsiness and agitation are the vibrations you're feeling as being. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 in that silence, right? But again, that that's where you turn. I mean, when you call experience, I mean, what do you call that? It is like doing something or the feeling you get from doing something. You know what I mean? Um, but it's kind of like you can take even those experiences where you're resisting silence and bring them into silence, and that turns into knowledge. 
right? Because it turns into like, and you know, some of that knowledge is you're quite resistance to resistant to silence. <laughs> that could be it, or you know, that those two inside of you that keep talking all day to each other. Yeah, they're. You ever notice how unfriendly they are with one? <laughs> the two old men at the balcony and the Muppets. Those are the crotchety old men. That are just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those you know? guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, is it a thing where there's like all these identities? You got to choose one and just have that one and keep it alone. You know what I mean? And how would you find that anyway? Well, silence leads you to it. That, it Again, silence is not quiet. Everything's quiet. That's called everything's quiet, <laughs> right? Silence is is a as a state of being. Yeah, it, it it's different. Yeah, it can take it, it because it's not listening to anything in particular. It can take in everything all at once, right? So it's not even an identity there, but the identity most likely will benefit from any knowledge that comes from it. Right? Do you understand what I mean? I, yeah. I do, but I have a question. Is it the same or is is it the same as not doing? The art of not doing? Well, not, that, do, is not a, doing is... So not doing is an activity in and of itself. Right. And, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways we can interpret what Don Juan means by the art of not doing. The art of not doing has a lot to do with habits, hmm. regiment, um, okay. so patterns. Okay, so the hunter thing where you pattern. never stay predictable. Yeah. So you... you yeah. Yeah, you're the the predator hunting you has no idea what you're going to do next. Right. Right, so it kind of gives you that level of unpredictability. Which is good for yourself and for others that may not have your best interest at heart. Well, that and it's also good because you're going to see a hell of a lot more. Because you won't be stuck in a routine in a rut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just going around the corral one more time here we go i'll make sure the corral's pretty oh you know honey i'm looking at the corral and i think it needs to be remodeled yeah i mean you know maybe a slate you know a paint yeah some paint downlight yeah maybe you know redesign that <laughs> some stenciling yeah. yeah let's make this corral better because getting out of it's not an option so let's just uh, make our corral Pretty. Jenny's good with making signs pretty. She's got these skills. She's got, yeah, her and Angel both got those skills. (laughs) Yeah, they do. That designer skill. Yeah. We appreciate it, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an appreciated thing. But, you know, to... um, (laughs) Sidetrack. Well, it's half asleep in Babylon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of Journey of Souls again. Um, You like that book, don't you? I was really digging it. Yeah. And there's uh, aspects of it that are pretty diggable. Yeah, and death isn't silence. There's no, vibrations. Death. There's light. There's you're. It's literally the opposite. So no, you're not just floating in a in in oblivion. So when is it possible in this universe for it to be completely like actually silent? Not the silent you've been talking about, but like uh, go out in the desert. It's pretty damn silent. You go sit up here in these mountains. It's not like the jungle. There's not like, you know, crickets and birds and everything going off all night. It gets pretty quiet because nobody wants to let the bears know where they are. Or the bobcats. Or the bobcats, the mountain lions. And that's when they're out. Come out at night. That's when they come hunting. Yep. Yeah. But, you. I mean, you can sit in that maloka out there. And it, it can... 
I've had people like get really uh, agitated because it was too quiet. Right? It's like it's perfect for silence though, because then you can hear the vibe, the vibrations of the life force moving through you. Because it's like this: if you have an identity, you're redirecting life force into it. Right? Yep. You're always you're directing your life force into this identity. But the problem is the identity is prior to the body as the energy is coming down. So a lot of life force is going in there. It's not going in the body. So you can reroute that life force. You can reroute that life force. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in like side quiet stillness, quiet and silence, oh boy, <laughs> every vibration in you and around you is so loud. But it's not dialogue again right that's that's an it's it's basically i mean you can't even really say it's you having an experience there's no identity there for that life force to go anywhere else but right here once you move the identity out of the way and it empowers you right what don juan called it personal power Right? And, and how do you acquire and store personal power? You don't have a several identities with several different thoughts and several different little hobbies and projects and things it's doing, consuming all that life force. That, yes, that's great if you want to live in this physical world and completely express yourself in it forever and ever and ever and ever. Right? But there are those on the planet, I don't know how many, seems like the numbers are growing to me that they're not really interested in that they're more interested in what this thing looking out of their eyeballs is what it's capable of how big is it right so you know for those types the life force hitting the body is going to light everything up right and then the identity that can hang out for that that's the one you want. Right. Right. And all the ones that try to talk into the silence, the ones that are trying to kind of infiltrate. Yeah. Those are the brats. Or get you to. Those are the brats. Yeah. Yeah. The hecklers. Yeah. yeah. They're the ones that, you know, are trying to stop you in an evil way. Is it evil? I'm sure it could be for some. And it can feel that way. I'm sure. I mean, you know, you're getting pressed against your will. That's feels kind of you know, bad. Right, but it's like you can see with when you can stop the internal dialogue, you'll hear all the the frequencies in the room, right? And then if you can remove the identity that's processing that, inviting others to talk in your head. Once that stops, and it can just sit and watch what your being is doing, right? It learns. And the one that, and like I said, the one that can stick around for that process, that's the identity you want. Not any of the other ones. Because that one can actually be there for life itself. All the others need it to be a certain frequency, a certain flavor to be able to play. And if it's not that, they can't play. And it's usually out of tune with what the universe or the... Yeah, yeah. That's trying to get you to... Open up. So you know, it's, yeah. So you're you're basically you're solid. It's not that you're fixated or concrete, but your foundation is solid. It never drops below. It never drops below a certain point. Right? You just 
and that identity in you is what's taking the life force away, which is why you drop and why you go up and why you get depressed and why all these things happen. Because you keep spending energy on thoughts that don't mean a damn thing to you, your life, your loved ones, what you got going on and what's what's truly happening for you. Right? But the minute you got an identity in there and you that's out of control, it's inviting its friends over. So it'll have your life force poured into so many identities that it can mingle with. So they're all living. You just It's like they start acting inside of you like humans are acting on the earth. Bad behavior all around, all around, taking no responsibility, being indifferent, right? Marginalizing big problems, you know, not wanting to look at anything. It's like, this doesn't work out. That's why inside there's the anxiety, because you're only going to feel in the world what you feel in yourself. You don't feel the world. You feel within yourself, mm-hmm. right? And what it's interesting is about this world. And I wonder if, if anybody has come to this conclusion that it's all here. You want to be a nervous, tense wreck? There will, all the props you need to live that out are here. You want to be a violent, crazy, aggressive person with, you know, a whole lot of uh, bad behavior? There's plenty of room for you to do that here. You want to be a gangster? There's room for that. Right? There's room for everything here. And all of the realities that those things are, all those states of consciousness that rep- that behavior could represent, it's all here. Right? Now, we look at it as content. No, 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 no. You got to understand that when someone is not in a good place, and say they're living in a place where they feel like they don't feel safe, uh, like a ghetto. There are a lot of kids there don't feel safe. Speaking of like sound pollution... That's a big thing hmm? with kids in inner city that go to the, yeah. like, you know, uh, camping for the first time. They can't handle it. There's not all of that noise. And also that, like, apparently causes the brain to not, you know, function as well. Like, it's learning it goes down. Yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah. I think they did a study of if you live closer to a train track, like, the learning is might be a little slower. So... It's it's literally vibrational. And well, that the it's also around. it's also, you know, disturbing your sleep. I mean, power lines above your head isn't any good either, <laughs> right? Or living under the path of an airport. I mean, there's mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's places that you just you wouldn't want to live, right? But it when the world we look at that we think is one world, and because it kind of is all you know has continuity. It looks like one place. But it's one place that can be seen from many, actually an inf- well, maybe not infinite, but a great number of perspectives, right? right? Mm-hmm. And there's a great number of awarenesses that come to bear on it and add to it, right? Yeah. So we're, if you, it's, hmm. There's another aspect of the human that can see the world and see heaven in it. Hmm. In the same place that hell is, heaven exists too. Yeah. Right? And you have to be able to see both. Well, yeah, but here's the the thing is for the West, the idea of heaven is that big ass house and the cars and, you know, 
so the cool. toys like what you know the idiots we saw out in the desert dragging tons of shit out there to <laughs> they drive a vehicle to drive out there and they tow a vehicle out there to drive while they're out there it's just like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. wait whoa. five five atv things in the back of one truck yeah True. and that is their hee-haw right but when i say you could see heaven here as much as you can see all the hell you can only see that if you have that it's not something that happens for you it's something you choose to have happen through you so what would that be well heaven is going to be having the fullness of your life force not caught up in identities coming through you coming this way always coming this way the well-being coming this way through you satisfaction coming through you life coming through you right and to but it can't be just conceptual right and that to of all the things about inner silence that matter it's to me it's that it can't be conceptual and it can't even be experiential it's not an experience it's choosing to see to what degree you are a conscious being and not pretending one the identity is going to pick a bandwidth inside of consciousness and it's going to be that right so the minute you have internal dialogue it's always going to be at the level the the, the one that kind of the, the orchestrator of it you're going to be in that band of consciousness. So a lot of people, I feel stuck. Well, yeah, because you're talking to yourself in a low state of consciousness, which is putting all your life force there. So there's nothing higher for you. There's just that. And then, and then you go out in the world and what is your brain going to do? What is your mind going to do? It's going to reinforce that reality. And it's going to build the narrative around the vibrations of that reality. And then the stories it tells will be based on what it's getting from the vibrations of that reality. It's choosing for itself. So you can sit down in there and talk to yourself over and over again, go through hash out problems for the next 50 years, the same <laughs> problem over and over again. Because yeah. there's no, it, Einstein had said once, he's like, the, the problems that humans created, the solution, something to this effect, so the solution will not come from the same state of mind as the problem was created in. Right. So I've, I've found in my life when I'm doing that, the inner dialogue, the pros and cons, all of this overthinking, I never got to a spot, obviously, that was any resolution. And there was just as many pros and cons. And what I realized it was it was just me distracting myself over anything instead of hiring that vibration, which, take, which takes a little bit of effort. So instead, wasting the time. But then realizing that and seeing that for what it was, was different. You do see that we're taught to outsource responsibility, right? We don't, we're not supposed to have any. We're supposed to be told what to do. Like we're little kids, you know, we're, we're the children of the government <laughs> and whatever corporation. I mean, you know, we're, yes. we're just there. The benevolent we're the children of the benevolent parents, right? And we were basically taught that responsibility is not something you want mm -hmm. what you want is to make enough money to go hire someone else to take care of your responsibilities and as long as you got that going on there's no learning happening 
You're going to have Joe Rogan problems. You're going to have... You don't have to know how to balance checkbooks. Somebody else does that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it, the problem with that is, is <laughs> that's an, those are all identities. They're, they're playing in this world. And they think, oh, I'm getting... You know, they might be in a... A slightly better band of consciousness, but that thing has a ceiling too. Anytime that you're going to act out inside of a state of, of consciousness, that's going to be reality for you. And once you get embedded in it, it's going to be very hard to get out. So when you look at something that's just slightly better than what that was, or in your mind you think it's slightly better, you'll go over there and then what will you do? I made it to where? To a place you're going to loathe three years from now. Hmm. You know, it's like, I, for even, you know, for me, and I'm not even for me, but for me, I mean, that kind of sounds pretentious. I know that I've hit very, very high states of consciousness within myself. I mean, it's not for anybody else, but I know within myself, yeah, yeah, I've hit some very high spots. And that's my being. It's not an experience. Yeah. Any more than, you know, I'm sitting here, this being, same being, you know, it's not experience. It's just expanding that, the, the capacity of that being, so to speak, by using life force in the correct way. And, and I mean, I can get pretty, pretty good to, you know, take up quite a bit of space. But even then, it's not enough. And it's not a not enough from not being satisfied. It's there's further to go. There's further to go. There's further to go. Right? And and I've always wanted to do that, but my identities is when I was young and growing up, really clearly up till about forty. Oh my God, they wouldn't stop. They were there was, you know, I was just hear it in my head all damn day long. All day long. So, you know, you get to it's nice to be at a point where what actually is interesting to me is what 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 is this thing I'm living? And what is what the thing looking out of my eyeballs is clearly a me. Might not have a name, you know, but it's clearly me. What's its capacity? What's its capability? What's it doing here? <laughs> right? And then, you know, just exercising demons, which is really just getting rid of all the identities that cause you to feel like shit. Out, 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 out. So I'm down to like maybe one. There's another, there's a couple more. They're necessary guards, but they live on the fringe. There's one there now, and it's all fixated on just watching what the being is doing. Right? So, I mean, it's like I can sit for hours and hours and hours. Well, usually on a weekend, well, we sit 18 hours sitting quietly for like 18 hours. You know, that's pretty awesome. Right? And it's in that that... <laughs> It's weird. It's like meditation won't help you. Not if you bring a whole bunch of people, noisy people with you inside of your own head. What are you doing? You're basically going in and, you know, hey, come on, guys. We're all going to go meditate together. It's going to turn into a big conversation in your own head. Right? It's when meditation is really only beneficial when you got one in you that wants to learn and pay attention to and is fascinated by what this thing looking out of the eyeballs is doing with everything all the time. And so, because that's the one that needs to sit. But it can just sit and look at it and feel because there's no dialogue going on. 
which means it's clearly just observing what the being is doing, right? It's kind of funny. I wonder if that's what they mean in the Bible when they say, you shall worship God every moment of the day. <laughs> if that's what they actually meant, that you are focused on what the being that is causing you to be alive, beating your heart and looking out of your eyeballs is doing. Or put no other God before me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't build an identity that you give all the life force to. Because the life force was meant for the one who's got the beating heart and looking out of the eyeballs. It wasn't meant for your idea of the world and what you think is should be and all your crap. It was never intended for that. You know, and that's really, I think that's the fall. That was kind of like where man fell. Well, you know. The expectation of what life should be. That it should be, I don't know, jealousy from neighbors, all kinds of stuff? Or, I don't know. I mean, you know, it just... Humanity fell when they built an identity. And it seems like that came about because we had property to protect, sort of thing. Like Because the, the identity thing. has that. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's not then, anyways. None of it's real. Before then, it was, well... You like the Native Americans, right? It's like, we know you want us to sell your land? We don't own it. It's not ours. Because they didn't have an identity. Right. Right? They, right. Had, they had ways and means, and they had proven ways of mm -hmm. keeping in contact with their own being. So when we came over, hey, we don't want to buy the land. It's like, it's not ours to sell you. Yeah. You know? It's like, that's you guys are weird. What, what do you yeah. mean, buy it? Can you imagine? It's like buying oxygen now. Hey, can I buy some oxygen now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you imagine, though? I mean, you know, Christianity, for whatever it is, I mean, I think that the teaching of it, the actual teaching of it, not everybody's opinion of it, just what's in there. You know, like the story of the Old Testament is you're going to run into some nefarious assholes. They're going to be assholes. And there can be a lot of them. So get used to that. That's the Old Testament showing you that this shit was going on 5,000 years ago. These people were acting like assholes and nothing has changed mm -hmm. for the assholes. They're still assholes, right? And then the New Testament to me is more like, it's weird. It's like, I guess maybe my take is just an individual one. Um, that's all it really could be. It's about how to behave in a way that allows life force to flow freely through you instead of it getting trapped in identity. Because all it's ever talking about is don't be envious. Well, what is envy? What do you do with your life force when you feel envy? It you crushes you yeah. and you try to destroy someone else. Yeah. Right? Okay, what about when it goes into depression? When your life force goes into depression, uh, that's a dangerous place. Mm -hmm. Right? So, you know, it's like a way of using the way you, I mean, this is what Christianity should, this is how I think it should be preached. <laughs> if you're going to preach it, what it is, it's a way that someone behave that can be kind of universal in a, in a, in a sense that this is the way you don't give your life force to an identity that wants you dead. <laughs> yeah. Or that wants to take you to hellish realms. And so those are described as sins, but it's not really sins that you're doing wrong by God's will. It's more like you're screwing yourself over. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, the New Testament is how not to screw yourself over energetically. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much. I mean, you know, and then all the other weird stuff around it. That's just pageantry. 
because no one can accept things as they are. They've got to go, oh, but it would look so much better with a bow on it. <laughs> a parade. Yeah, let's do a bow. Yeah. It, it, but you can you can really, really see that it, the identity is the thief of life force. Right. And there will be one inside of you, which will probably be the genuine one, that doesn't see it that way. And it will always be in conflict with the ones that see it that way. That life force yeah. is just gas. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah. And those two will battle in your head over everything you do. Right? So the one that wants to watch the being and learn in a way that it doesn't squander a life force so it can actually be okay in the world and doesn't have to do a bunch of crap that stresses it out to find some happiness. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, so... It's almost like you empower the one that wants it the right way to deal with all the other identities because that's all in its realm. Your being is not there. It, its life force might be being pulled into there, mm -hmm. but that's a state of consciousness that, let's just say the being I, the being's obviously there because you're there, but it's not focused there. It's elsewhere. It's focused on seeing the heavenly state is where it's at and those identities can get so cantankerous and mis just be absolutely misbehaving that it just ruins your ability to wipe the window clean and see what's really there hmm. and it just makes a mess out of everything it's like i watch it's like stressed out about everything every day all the time always keeping fingers on tabs okay uh like playing whack-a-mole with duties and projects and what I want to do and how we're going to do this and how this is going to go. It's like playing whack-a-mole, right? And it's like, it's being really interested in playing whack-a-mole, right? And, but if you, if you have an identity that's dominating the consciousness, right? And, and usually it's someone who has a strong uh, connection to mind mm -hmm. because that mind reinforces the identity's view of the world. Re I mean, really reinforces it to where it's like creates its own matrix, basically. Yeah. It's like, what is the matrix? It's what you overlay on the planet. <laughs> it's your overlay. It's not anyone doing it to you. You are looking at it and creating your own narrative about what's happening. That's hmm. a matrix. And you maybe find somebody else's version of it. Most That's likely you are because identities mingle. <laughs> and none of them know anything, so they just exchange information. They don't exchange knowledge; they exchange information. Like two computers, less, two computers, what's the bumping keyboards in the night? <laughs> there's data. There's data. Information, man. knowledge, wisdom. Maybe that's the order. I don't know. Yeah, but but knowledge or noise is maybe at the bottom. <laughs> noise is at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Entropy. Mm-hmm. Dial down. Yeah. Yeah. But the identity is so important. This is so important. The identity that you're choosing is your world you're creating. Is the world you're creating. Mm -hmm. And it's that's how you create the world through the identity and how, what is it identifying with. And if you have more than one, you'll know. It's called bipolar. Mm. You'll be up and down. I mean, I, I've watched people who throughout a day, and not to say this hasn't happened to me either. It's just I don't, you know, I don't like to 
let's put it this way. Once you're beyond those things, there's certain pictures of people from your past you just throw away. There's no reason to keep it. Mm-hmm. You're, there's no reminiscing of that. That's like, oh, yeah, that oh, chapter's over, yeah. you know, kind of thing. But um, hmm. I mean, in those, oh, God, it's just the way that those identities get so loud and they just, it's weird. It's like they beat each other and they beat you and then everything's beat up. And you get, you can, I mean, again, you can just truly get stuck there. Then you just try to put a smile on it all. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, everything's I'm all right. right. I'm all right. And There's then, a volcano in my heart, but yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happens when people do get into some work around plant medicines or whatever. Hmm. That there's there's going to be that conflict even more because you're either not going to want to get rid of those identities or those ident- there's always going to be that conflict if you know that there is that consciousness inside of you, but then if you're not and you're in I don't know more of like I guess for lack of a better word ignorant state maybe there's less conflict between those identities because well, you're that's not why connected to bliss. right you're not connected to that right but then once you start that's where I think a lot of these like issues begin it's like there's gonna be that because one is your true being and the rest are something that you've built that now you have to tear down that's not fun Mm-mm. no that there's no fun in that no. that and again that's responsibility that you start to see that oh i don't feel this way because so and so did what you know whatever they did mm-hmm. i feel this way because it's reinforced in me you start to hear the thoughts that reinforce it. Hmm. Then you're like, I don't want those anymore. But, you know, no one ever reacts to that knowing in a good way. It's always sad, depressed, self-loathing. And it's like, yo, 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 yo. Don't you understand that the very thing you're trying to get free from is now changing its tune. But it's coming from the same frequency. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere better. You know, it's, it's like... You know, it's kind of like those, uh, they act like someone in a bad relationship. I mean, they really do. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you have the person, I know someone very close to me that had this experience recently, that if they they would, they would leave the person they're with, and the person would cry and be remorseful and sorry and, oh, oh, so broken. But the minute they're like, okay, I'll stay. Boom, asshole's back. Okay, asshole won't be tolerated. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll stay. Boom, asshole's back. This is how it goes. That's trauma bonding. It's trauma bonding in a lot of ways. And, you know. Each person's getting what they got in childhood, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Or or the response they had to their childhood. People can be really childish. Seriously, like, and not in a good way. It's just what is going on here. It's like, I don't understand why humanity, all of them, can't find that the responsibility you have is for how you feel. You go running around blaming everything and everyone else for that. You're stupid. You're just stupid. There's no more to it than that. Oh, you know, psychologists say it's fucking stupidity. Enough. Quit labeling stupidity with all these words. It's stupid. And it's like, is it fixable? Yeah, pay attention. 
be aware. Be aware of the... Here's the problem is everybody marginalizes the noise in their own head. And they don't realize how much it's crippling them. And you can go numb, right? Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss until it's not. And then it's a four-alarm dumpster fire rolling through you, mm-hmm. your space. Because all these identities you shove down, they come out and play, and you just can't, you can't even stop them. They just play you. And then you're like, ugh. And you just go numb, and they go to sleep because they went out and had their fun. So now they're sleeping, and you just pretend they're not there. Go back to pretending they're not there. That, that's ignorance. And ignorance, yes, it's bliss until it's not. Because eventually, junkie identities, which any identity stealing life force like that is a fucking junkie, junkies don't stop. And once they need, and they always need more and more, more than last time, more than last time, more than, and more and more and more and more. And eventually, uh, it's going to abuse the very heart that's allowing this thing to do that right and you see that when you try to help somebody mm-hmm. i've always said you know if you really want to help somebody realize that that's a coyote stuck in a barbed wire fence so as you, when you go up to help it first thing it's going to do is show its teeth because you're the one pointing out hey yo yo you're in a barbed wire fence Right, and it hurts them. So the minute you go for it, they're like, "Oh, that's going to hurt even more." It's like, "No, no, no." Actually, you're going to hurt for a second, and and then it's going to hurt for like a week until it heals. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when you go to help someone, that's usually going to gnash its teeth and lash out at you first, right? Because that identity is the one out of whack. And if it if it actually accepts your help, now you know. Because, you know, like a coyote, once it realizes, oh, shit, I'm stuck, they'll, it finally will lay down and just let you take its foot out. It'll look up at you and, like, put its nose on your hand, like, yo, 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 what are you doing, what are you doing? I'm just doing this. I'm just doing this. Right? And then it's happy. And off and off it goes, right? So if you can be there for a human like that, and the human actually lets you help them, then the identity that let you help them, that's you, you reinforce that one, not the one that lashed out at you. Because that's the one that got it in the trap. The one that, that, you know, will let you help it. That's the identity. I mean, that's the one. I, I had this, this lady, her name was Irene Firedancer. She's one of the first, when I first moved to Colorado, she was a, she's was Nez Pierce and then some form of Canadian. She had the Native American, but Native Canadian American. There was two of them mixed. Super cool lady. And uh, she looked at me one day. She's like, do you know how to get understanding? And I said, yeah, you learn and you study. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, do you know how to learn? I'm like, mm, yeah. So how, how do you get to understand learning? And I'm like, by learning. She's like, no, no, no. Asking. You ask. You ask. Right? And it's like, mm. how does the how does the warrior get power? He asks for it. Right? How does he get the awakening? He asks for it. Mm. Yeah, it with the coyote analogy. 
if you're trying to help that coyote before they're ready and you actually do get them out, I feel like that's not, they're going to get caught back. They'll run right back into it. But it needs to get to that point of, okay, I need help. You know, asking energetically or surrendering. But if that's not the case, then now you're putting all this energy into helping someone that's not. This keeps getting caught in the barbed wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you don't. You know, it's. I I have a saying that I like to tell people that uh, it's. How does it go? It goes um, to come down off the cross prematurely is a is a fool's act to take someone else down off the cross prematurely is the devil's work right because okay so you take them to, it's the same analogy right we're just going in a different direction with it you take someone down off the cross prematurely and they have to go crawl back up on it well they're going to get wounded again and it'd be a new hole 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 right so you know i i've pretty much yeah i actually have pretty much dedicated my life to helping people and and not you know clean their garage and move their house although that's happens too with getting out of the confusion of all the identities they've got and to realize that's all mental illness what mental illness is is you've got a mind right that's got several identities all active at the same time and it needs to manage the realities and create all of the dictations and then all of the um, content and all of the stories and the narrative for each one of those Mm -hmm. and then it gets ah and then everything goes sideways then you you know you can't you're bringing you know thoughts from one experience into one it has nothing to do with and you're wondering why this won't drive it's like dude you're so muddled you you have you have so many identities just pissing all over the floor there's they're not working together and they won't and add um not take your responsibility you're just doing yourself a disservice and it's not nothing's gonna come up if you go into the house and all the kids are flinging poo at one another. And when you go into the house, there's a bunch of children flinging poo. You better clean that house. That's your responsibility. Which really is just the ability to respond to that mess. Right? It, it, yeah, that's difficult. That's why everybody goes, oh, responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, what, you don't want to develop the ability to respond to the mess inside of you? Huh. Well, then live the mess inside of you. And go ahead and marginalize and be nonchalant with everything. Just go, well, you know, I'm just going to wait it out. What are you waiting out? If eternity? What are you waiting out? Hmm. Right? Well, I'll wait to do that. It's like, do you realize that could be 10,000 years? You want to wait? And then just keep creating identities? You're playing with dolls. Basically, you're playing with Ken and Barbie dolls. And who knows which one's which anymore? <laughs> right? So, wow, it's even getting more sideways. And more sideways, and more sideways, and more way out on a limb, and more way out on a limb, because the identities don't satisfy. So they gotta just woo, get out of control, for there to be some kind of stimulus there, right? It's like the soul, the life force is so drained that whatever they got left, they're gonna ignite it and burn, because they don't have enough left to actually do anything of value. Except for just screaming and do all their little hobbies and habits. 
Yeah, it's because they don't have enough life force to do any of that. All those identities that they've just, all those thoughts, all that stuff has consumed everything. So this gets nothing. So we talked about what to do. Well, if you want to help somebody that's in this situation. Mm-hmm. But what if there's people out there that are in a situation, there's no one there to help them? What can they do for themselves? Well, How do you start this? How do you, responsibility, is that the first step? Do what you can with the smallest things? You know, I've said that, and I still believe it's true. Until you become absolutely sick and fucking tired of yourself, change isn't going to happen. Yeah. I might make little, you know, wallpaper changes, color, trim changes. Mm-hmm. Maybe replace some windows. But That's I think you've really got to be sick and tired of claiming whatever state of consciousness you're in as all there is. Mm. Right? And then, because it's not like, I mean, it, all all you can ever know is this is not all there is. You can't know all there is. Right. You can just know this isn't all there is. Right? And when you get to the point where you're sick and tired of your behavior in the world, I think that's when that window cracks. You're like, I don't know if it cracks for everybody. And I couldn't say what is the configuration that causes that window to crack so you actually get a clear view of what's outside or what really what's inside. What. The fullness of life, like, wow, there's more to this than what we're doing. Because there's, what are you going to do? I mean, so I need to solve all my problems. But you're solving all your problems in a world, in a, in a bandwidth of consciousness, that is problems. You fucking do that forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like self-reflection. <laughs> Careful, because you can just sit there and stare at yourself forever. And, and, and you can create all kinds of things to stare at. You know, so that you can do all these things for very long periods of time, you know, but so is solving problems is, is that truly what we need to do? Well, if you want to stay in a state of consciousness, you're in, mm-hmm. but the state of consciousness you're in, well, how do you know what state of consciousness you're in? Well, it's, it tells you by what you feel, <laughs> how you're feeling. Do you have a, a, an energetic presence? Are you okay with being right are you completely wiped out you know are you sitting there with a nervous tick do you go to bed with fear or regret or remorse or tension about what tomorrow is going to bring when you wake up in the morning you're just full well that's consuming all the life force but that life force to someone who's tired of the rigmarole of just that bandwidth of consciousness the window cracking is the next level up, the next level up. And you can only really approach that with, I'm just along for the ride and I'm observing and I'm trying to learn from this massive being looking out of my eyeballs who seems to know where this goes and doesn't feel any fear about any of it and learn how to be as unafraid as it is and realize it's got you. You don't have it. It's got you. So to me, it it gets to the point where the identity learns how to control itself. That makes any sense. I mean, this is really hard to talk about. I mean, these are things you're not supposed to talk about because it gets really off in the weeds. But it's something like taming, taming an animal, right? Taming, yeah. Basically taming the animal so it can experience... Um, what's beyond it, mm-hmm. 
right? But you don't get to do that unless there's one unified being that has one little sidekick called identity. <laughs> and that identity goes, yes, sir, no, sir, or yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and nothing more. And then when it's and then occasionally the 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 supreme being that is looking out of the eyeballs looks at the identity and goes, "You have liberty. Don't fucking do anything stupid, okay? But go out and play. And it can go out and run around and do some stuff. It can go to Machu Picchu and check it out. <laughs> go dancing for the night. Go see Trey Anastasio, man. It can go get weird in the desert. Don't hurt anyone. Don't hurt anything." Those are the rules when the identity is allowed to play. But when the identity starts to play, here's the, even when you have a well-behaved identity, it still has behaviors that have to be trimmed constantly. Because you could go play, and then you don't want to stop playing, and then it becomes a player. Well, then it needs someone to play with when no one's around. Here comes another identity for it to play with. Mm, so you got to be really careful on the one that you're presenting in the world and doing and, you know, satisfying all your little desires here in the world. That identity you're doing that with, you better keep a close fucking eye on it. Because it on does, it's a, it is an indulgent teenager at best. <laughs> at best. It's an indulgent teenager wants everything all the time. You give it money, it'll burn through it so fast. You'd have nothing. Say, wow, that is insane. How do you do that? You know, but the true identity recognizes the value of a home, right? Because it feels at home in the being it's in. Mm -hmm. So then it, it wants to extend that out. It's like, oh, wow, and build something from that. Not truly build something, but have like a place within a place and make a garden of the place you're in. Right, So it's like a temple to that being. So when you're in it, you recognize yourself as the living force inside of you and not, I'm a banker, I'm a lawyer, I'm a this, some of that. Chicks like all that stuff. It's just, ugh. You know, it's what the world's made of. I mean, the world of man. I wouldn't say it's what the world's made of. You know, the world, what do you call the world? Is the world the planet? Or is the world what man's doing on it? Do the animals participate in this world? Is there is there is their participation voluntary or forced <laughs> in man's world? Right? Does does man have any respect for life, even of his own kind? Does he? Or himself, Not right? So well. If he's mm -hmm. indulging in that identity, then. But see, here's the thing: is there's nothing to fix. Let them stay. This is making a sound. Nutty, but let them stay in that bandwidth of consciousness if they so choose. But don't stay there with them and try to convince them to leave somewhere they're never going to leave. Move on. Yourself, move on. Not, I need a band of, of merry pranksters to go with. You're blessed if you do have that. That's what Warrior Party was, right? Don Juan, whatever. I mean, all the lineages of the Nawals. They all had a warrior party. That's the blessing of the Nawals. They were that lineage was blessed to always have companions on this road. Because you can go really crazy trying to do this yourself. So it's always good to have people that because rationality should not be thrown out. It should not be relied upon. 
it should be just another tool in the kit. But sometimes you're so in the magic of life that the rationality of how to be here on the planet kind of eludes you. And you need someone who has that ability to hold that. And then when they're doing their little, you have that. Right. Right. So, I mean, if you can find that, you are sailing. Right. I mean, it kind of, you know, it's like what that what Jesus would say. Where two or more are gathered, knowledge is given. It's it, it going to happen. You know, where you're gathered for the same purpose. It doesn't mean we're all going to wear the sneakers. <laughs> this is our God, and this is how we talk to him, and this is what we say to people. Nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. That we're two or more gathered in the same purpose. Well, the same purpose is to be free of the thing that is blocking your ability to see the fullness of life as it is. Because if you did, you wouldn't want to do anything else. And to just go ahead and, and, you know, for me, it's like I appreciate and I will pour all my energy into having that warrior party because I don't think that's something that should die. I don't think we should all be sitting behind our fucking computers trying to get enlightened. That's gross. It's boring. It's stupid. <laughs> Online seminars. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> get together, folks. Just like the beavers do. When it's when it's certain times of the year, all the deer are hanging out together. They're a big jubilee. It's like a jubilee is going on, you know. And humans are more to where they think enlightenment is this kind of solitary path. No, 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 no. It could be a group ride, and that's what I'm for: group ride. And the game where everyone wins. There's why does anyone have to lose? There's no need to be losers here. You know, but uh, and to me, it's like if you want to be a loser, that means you take advantage and do jack shit. So, yeah, you're out. Yeah, but other than that, you know, we're all about it. You know, like here, we're all pretty much about a common goal. And that common goal isn't like growing food. We're growing food. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're going to have some food, but it's not that it's not ceremony. It's not any particular thing. It's whatever that presence that we all feel connected to that's basically giving us a being to then have an identity that works in this world. The same thing's giving that. I mean, it's not like you're getting life from somewhere different than I am, right? Your heart looks a lot like mine. You know, you can't really tell. Black, white, Asian, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the heart looks the same. That That's the same heart. If you were to, like, just peel the skin back... The fuck you're looking at? <laughs> like it's, you're just looking at a human, you know, the inner working, the inner insides of a human. But to be able to have, you know, people that truly understand that the whole ride here is to reconnect, to to really repair the relationship that you have with what is making you now. Because, like, well, what made us? Well, whatever that is is making you right now too. It's called boom, 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 boom. Whatever that is, causing a heartbeat, the animation of the body, and hi, that uh, there's something there. There's there's a me here. That I can't believe that doesn't blow people away. That it's like <laughs> you're looking at a fucking eyeballs, and you have no fucking clue where you're looking from ever. 
right? And your identity goes, oh, I'm looking from here and here and my frontal cortex and my blah, 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 blah. Great for that bandwidth of consciousness where having data and facts make you sexy. The thing is, when you end up on your last few minutes on your deathbed, all that data doesn't do much for you. Not really. Not really. like, oops. I think we're about to face everything now. And am I ready? And the feeling you're not really even facing everything. You're going to feel everything all at once. And what's that going to be? What, what is the frequency that's going to lean towards fear or excitement or or love? Right. I mean, really there's one or the other love is, is, you know, it doesn't feel threatened. It's not like love is this always allows everything. No, it's it's so tolerant. No, 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 no. It's, it, 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 you can't hurt it. It's that strong. You can't touch it. And you can throw things at it. It's just, even if it you could have an impact, it goes. Then it goes back to what it was. Fear. Well, that's a distorter. And those distortions will be as infinite as as the strength of love. Right, and uh, a lot of people are super fucking distorted, very distorted, and they won't see it. And it's like, uh, there's a great awakening going on on planet Earth right now. Really, I call it the great mental illness pandemic of of humanities going on right now. There are so much shit going down. It's like there is no fixing that. This but we could no. There's no fixing that. That exists. In a frequency of consciousness that people are choosing as reality and calling it the only reality there is, there is no other, there is no such thing as abundance, it's all fucking scarcity, we run the show, and you stay in your goddamn house. That That's, they're trying to keep us there. But pushing us will cause a shift. That's if you look up, hey, the ceiling's fine, why are you guys reinforcing it? Oh, don't mind us, we're just making sure it doesn't leak. Mm-hmm. So no true life force can leak through to wake you up to the fact that you are in a psychological prison you call yourself. That's fucking horrendous. As most of them are. Most of them are. I'm, I mean, a lot of people walk around with good intentions with a really nefarious identity. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which one's going to act? You don't act. Your intentions don't act. You do. So you can have good intentions. There's uh, advantage seeking. Want to put someone on their, you know, in their place. Want to be on a pedestal. Yeah, you got some issues going. And you're probably going to find that there's, after a few years, nobody wants to spend any time with you. You know, and those identity, I mean, they're they're insidious is what they are. Because there's you, you can one can come in and take you over. You wouldn't even know it. I mean, I know coming, you know, going through this work for this long, Back in again, probably thirties, there'd be like a whole month that I wake up. I'm like, what the hell? Where the hell have I been for a month? What what the fuck has this thing been doing while I've been gone? And then having to look at that, right? Most would, you know, those who aren't sick of their behavior yet will start making excuses and rationalities and and reasons for all of that stuff. And then they'll just push it down, say they're sorry, and that motherfucker's coming out again and again. and Because it knows. It knows, oh, yeah, we'll just go over to his house and drink all his life force 
He'll, he'll let us. <laughs> yeah. Beer, life force, whatever it is. Beer, life force, yeah, you know, whatever it is. You know, and it's, it, but we think there's something that we need to do in the world. What world? What fucking world are you talking about? Yours? Earth? The cosmos world? Which world are you speaking of? All of them. No, 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 no. There's no, you don't have any yes. say in most of it. Mm-hmm. The only say you have is in how you're going to feel in all of it. Right? And if there's too many identities stealing all the life force that the, you know, you can't hear the being tell you, hey, dickhead, stop. <laughs> then, yeah, you're going to be screwed. And you'll never feel good. And you can do, you know, like plan. We did third Wednesday night before we went out to the desert. Oh, yeah. I did a speaking engagement in Denver on, you know, how to restore energetic presence with plant medicines, which is funny because I mean, you know, these titles, they, they sound good, but we, that's never what we actually talk about. <laughs> what you think you guys are going to talk about? So it's about responsibility. It's about, look, you know, plant medicines don't solve your problems. They point out your problems to you. You're up to you to solve, right? So if you're thinking it's going to fix a problem, and it reveals a problem to you, and you're like, okay, fix it, and it doesn't, now you're very, very aware of that problem, and it's going to be harder for you to put that away. Which means whatever identity you're running around with that pretends it has confidence, that confidence just got weakened and weakened and weakened because every time a problem's noticed by the identity causing it it weakens that identity so the identity can't notice the problems it needs all the life force to reinforce its reasons for behaving the way it does and you know it can come in a million different ways right mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's some people I know who have a, a thing they use you know to describe themselves <laughs> this is why I do this this is why I do that it's like uh, so you found reasons in the world to be in the state of consciousness you're in. Good. Good for you. Have fun with that. But that's not what the path that I was walking, you know, that I was taken on and eventually made my own. That's not what that was about at all. Yeah. You know, it was about conserve your life force. Don't be a douche with it. Right? Don't spend it. Don't throw it away. Don't give it away. If you're told to use it with someone else, you use it. If you're told not to, you don't. And eventually you end in a place, you, you end up in a place where you're, you see what you're being, thing looking out of your eyeballs before the identity gets to do anything with it. You see what it's here to do. Right? And if the identity, the one that wants to behave and learn, Whatever your spirit, your being, your souls, whatever it's doing here, it's the karma of the identity to do exactly that. So, you know, it's like when we do this, how do you do this for people all the time? It's like, it's my karma. Well, you have a payment to make for something bad? No. The karma is the action the identity will take when it's listening to the soul. And sometimes the soul has you cleaning up your fucking mess. And sometimes it has you with a shovel in your neighbor's yard, helping them clean up their mess. But it will never point at their mess and compare messes. Right? It won't say, well, I'll only help him if he does it this way. If they go to. Well, if they do this, then I'll help him. But if not, no. It's like, 
<laughs> so you got a whole bunch of little hurdles to jump before you decide whether you're going to help somebody. To where you know, like we it, within Don in you know the stories of Don Juan and Carla with the stories Don Juan told Carlos about the old guys. How did each one? How did each Nawal find the next Nawal to to teach? It was never anybody they'd pick. <laughs> And most of the time, they were half fucking dead. <laughs> right? Like, this piece of shit? Are you kidding me? Hiding out underneath the, yeah. the, the shed, trying to get with a lady, mm-hmm. shot dead in the street. Yep. Like, what are all the different ones? Like, there's so many. Yeah, so you had... Um, Julian, what was Julian that? was the actor, a womanizer. Oh, God. But he had a bad heart. In the field. Yeah, and he was, <laughs> he was chasing this woman from the field and trying to... You know, get her uh, to seduce her. Yes. So, and you know, he was an actor in town and, you know, pretty. So he just took off all of his clothes and started prancing around and tried to be with her. And she started beating the shit out of him. Just beat the living hell out of him. Right. And he's trying to fight her and the whole thing and playful. And then when she was done beating his ass, she's like, okay, now you can have me. But he's so exhausted by then. He goes to do that act and it was killing him. Right, and then uh, Elias comes by and finds him. Right, yeah, and Spirit points him out. There's, there's the next in the wall. You need to train him. He's like, this fucking dude's dead in a goddamn field. But it's interesting because I think the reason that happens is it increases the the dedication of the one that's in the wall for the one they're going to help because that's a fucking miracle. Right. right. And there's no way to, to see that and not know that. You know, like, well, I watched what Carlos did with Sisu mm-hmm. and the behavior he had towards her. I'm like, how is this going to help her? That was a fucking miracle. That woman was dead, 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 dead in the brain, dead in the body. And she came back from that. It's like, wow, that was pretty impressive because she, she was astute going back to school, doing, you know, married the guy in the military, the whole thing. You know, is that like, oh, well, that doesn't sound like it's that great. But for her, it was a huge improvement. So great is a word I would use. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know, and so like, and then with Don Juan, right. Julian found him shot in the street. Well, there's the next in the wall. Like, the dude's bleeding out, bro. Come on. <laughs> right. You know, it's. And then, you know, spirit brings us Joe. <laughs> Which for him to, to live another year is going to be a fucking miracle, right, Joe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> this is our Make Some Magic Foundation. I mean, I look at just you know, in in mine, I look at my transformation, and I'm blown away by it. Because, you know, I always speculated that those changes are possible. Like when you, right. ring the, you read the second ring of power. Right? You ever you read that one, right? Mm-hmm. What was her name? The, the lady. Uh, the, uh, Catalina? the fat no, one? No, no. Catalina was the witch in the first one. The uh, fat L- one was LaGorda. LaGorda. No. Okay. God, what was her name? Um, the lady that was old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they uh, taught her how to be young. Yeah, yeah. And she was yeah. coming on to Carlos. Soledad. Yes. Dona Soledad. Ah. Dona Soledad. Yeah. And he was so in love with her because she looked so young, right? Because she could transform. You know, and I, I actually, I, look, I feel like, well, to myself, I don't know about anyone else, I look younger than I did five years ago, ten years ago. You know, I mean, 
it's like, uh, I've never weighed under 190, mm-hmm. ever. Not since I was, you know, 17. And it's like, whoa, where'd all that go? You know, and it's like, oh, it's by actually engaging this work. Because your life force at coming into you fully, instead of being caught up in desire and identity and distraction, you know, that life force heals you. And it will have you, it will restore you to what you truly look like in the, in, in the you know, the view of, a, of another being as it's viewing you. <clears throat> I mean, it, it just basically restores you to, to your luster, so to speak. It's like, you know, I, I, here's how it would go if you had no identity. You just had being. Anytime that you were injured, you, you would heal almost instantaneously. Because the being does not resist what's right for itself. Ever. The identity does. The identity resists what's right for the, for every aspect of yourself a lot of times. Hmm. The soul doesn't, what you call the soul, the being, the thing looking out of your eyeballs, beating your heart, playing the drum of your heart, whatever's going boom, 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 boom. That's you. Right? And that left to its own devices, left to its own, to travel its own road, to find its own trajectory, to do its own thing, it will always go back home. It will always return to the place it feels the most presence, the most well-being, and the most life force, which is home, right? It will never uh, deny itself that, ever. So if, if something traumatic happens and you're actually just the soul, the minute that's over, it goes back to being itself. That's what I say about antelopes that get chased by cheetahs or whatever. They mm-hmm. don't hold on to that trauma. Right. They don't die. Then they're like, okay, back to oh, really? frolicking. Yeah, yeah, but we hold on to it. Don't ever go running in that field again. It's like, there's lions out there. It's like, not all the time. <laughs> sometimes, you know, and you can tell because, you know, sometimes. Depends on where you're, I guess, well, Sometimes those gazelles, you, you know, you see on, you know, when you're watching National Geographic. Look at that tiger out in the field. Why is that other animal so goddamn close? <laughs> but you'll see him. There'll be a gazelle and some lions. And the gazelle's looking at, yeah, they're not. They're not in the mood today. Right? And they won't run. They'll just all hang out. And then, you know, Thursday morning, it's like, oh, shit, run. They're, they're in a mood. <laughs> they're, they're hungry. They're, hungry. <laughs> they're <laughs> hungry. And we're food, so let's run. But yeah. You know, yeah. But, you know, humans, yeah, they, they get shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to return to being. Once they drift away, they're just lost at sea. They don't know how to come back. Right? Because we have been, you know, I think part of the education system, which we are going into that soon, big time, <laughs> um, it, it taught you to just be adrift. Yeah, it doesn't explain being. Or what well-being is, or what stability is, or what balance is, or what's this thing you're working with? You, there's nothing, there's none of that. So they don't, most humans don't have it in them that what they drift away, that's just what's real now. You don't realize that, whoa, 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 you know, you can't change course. You don't have to just drift. You can go, I'm going over there and head that way. I mean, it's going to take some effort because you might have to swim against a current. And that current is your behavior. Your habitualized long-term behavior is the current you're going to swim against. But you, it's not that you can't. 
but most won't, right? If you've been taken out to sea, it's really hard to get home, right? Because the current's constantly, the current of your behavior is constantly taking you away from where you need to land, constantly. You know, it's like, so how are you going to do this until you realize that it's better to probably, here's what I think all of humanity really needs to be doing right now. Just watch your own behavior. Watch what you think when you get up in the morning. Watch what you put in your mouth first thing in the morning. Watch what you do with your morning and then your afternoon and then your evening. Be present in your life first. Then you'll notice the problems and where they truly exist. And there you know, you won't be blaming anyone. Because you can, you know, someone else can be to blame for what you feel, but it doesn't change what you feel. Yay. So you're going to give someone else the ability to, well, you're not even giving them anything, really. You're just using the narrative you have about that situation to steal your life force. They're not stealing it. You're giving it away. Exactly. So you stop doing that. Right. And, you you know, unless we just stop with all the behaviors, we won't notice what any of them are. You know, a, a good, it's different, but it's a good example of it. Because, you know, we had a TV growing up. You watch TV, right? And then, you know, when we'd rent a house in the winter, and, you know, go get a TV from, uh, you know, like the Goodwill or whatever, just to have for being in the house in the winter when Carlos was around. You could watch a movie or two, and it was always what he wanted to watch, which is really uncomfortable because he watches <laughs> some movies that shake you up a little bit. Like, oh, Jesus. You know, it's like, what are we watching this for? Well, you know, it's about psychological damage. It's about trauma. You need to know about those things. It's like, oh, God. So he had to watch Nuts, Midnight Cowboy, which is really kind of disturbing. You know, all these old movies, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. We should go, that's a great movie. It's disturbing. It's fucking disturbing because that shit was happening. You know, that, they were actually doing that to people. So you're watching that going, hey, you know, and then, you know, it's like when I watched it with Carlson, that was a heavy movie. He's like, yeah, what well, was heavy about it? And I said, because... He was just acting like I do when I'm in a good mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could lock you up for that, too. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. Whoa, this is a creepy place to be. Where people in a really... There's there's places within consciousness that it's just pure judgment. And there's a lot of people who live there. There's a lot of people who can have a say in your life who live there. And they don't ever leave there. And so, you know, they'll treat you like you're in kindergarten. They'll talk to you like you're not a human being who has any intelligence. You know, it's rough. It's rough. And they're out there. You know, and it's like that's so part of, you know, any true training of the being to the to the identity is going to show how to navigate that. You know, it's like, oh, my God, that stops me. No, it it's just an obstacle. All these things they're doing and putting in place, they're just obstacles. Yeah. Right? If you don't need what they're offering, then you got no reason to visit their place or have them visit yours, do you? So you can stay out of most of it. Don't have a need for behavior that attracts negative attention. You'll be fine. No one's going to look at you. I'm not going to pay attention to you. Right? And so you, there's, you know, so... Part of the training of the warrior is to, it's not about how to battle all these forces coming against you. It's about how to slip by them in the middle of the night. It's about how to, when you need to walk through on through their neighborhood to get where you're going, you can do it unseen. A sly roundabout way. Uh-huh. 
You don't need to have an identity that needs to hold up a sign and march on everything and, and throw shit at things and make a mess. Because you're not here to make a mess. And the mess you make is going to stick you. You're going to be you're, you're not wanting to leave that that low state of consciousness. You just want it to be fucking Disneyland. You know, you don't want to you want all it offers but you don't want to work for him. Of it. <laughs> you know, and it, that's not pleasing the being. It's only pleasing the identity. Right? And what you feel is the being. It's not the identity. You never feel the identity. How do you feel that? You feel it as much as I feel this cup. Yeah. I can feel it with my hand. My nerves are reacting to it. And my muscles can do this. But I'm not feeling this. Can you feel the consequences? You feel... you. This is what you... What you feel is called your feelings. It's in your body. It's not any object. You're not feeling any objects. You're feeling the presence inside of you. Well, that tells you what's going on, doesn't it? If that's low, well, you probably need to take care of some things. If that's paranoid, well, what aren't you looking at? Right? What have you, what, what bomb have you, what time bomb have you stuck behind a bush and you forgot what bush you stuck it behind? <laughs> that could cause some anxiety. That could cause some anxiety. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oops. It's like you're standing in a, in, you know, in yeah. a puddle of gasoline and, all you got is matches, and you feel like doing something. Let's <laughs> have a match party. <laughs> you know, I was like, yo, yo, yo. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that can go down with identities. But the being's not doing any of this. None of it. None of it. It's like, And really, what's happening in our world? The being's not having it anymore. It's like, I'm not reinforcing this bullshit anymore. No. There's no, there's no integrity in your systems. They're all corrupt. All of them. All of them corrupt. There's always an advantage taker there, an advantage seeker there. And, you know, that's who, that's, that's allowed in this level of consciousness. And not even that it's allowed. It's not like it's a law. If you don't want to leave this state of consciousness, that's what the state of consciousness is. The state that we're all supposed to accept is real. That, that's what that is. And it's never going to be anything different. You have to come out of it. It's not like you're going you're gonna to clean that up. No, you're not going to clean that up. You're going to go higher and let that higher vibrational frequency and the energy that spills out of you clean that up. You understand what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you know, when Don Juan would talk to Carlos about the tonal and then the wall. The tonal is your identity, basically. It's everything you are, do, and say about yourself, all your activities, all your beliefs, all your everything. And then the wall would be the being in you that you really don't know what it is. There's just no way to understand what's looking out of your eyeballs not in a real way that you can do anything with and right. that the tonal which is your world here will it it needs to be cleaned regularly and it needs to be infused with energy regularly but it can't do that itself because it has no energy it requires energy it doesn't generate it so when the tonal gets eh, which is basically identities are piling up and they're all dirty they're all mucky. That you go into the wall, which is another reason plants were brought into it. The plants take you into this higher state of your own presence. And then, you know, you, you might not even know what's going on. But you come back and the tone all is brighter. And your ability to navigate it is better. And your your willingness to not make it such a fucking mess is there. And then you, the more you take those trips back and forth, right, and you keep imbuing the tone all... 
But you start to see where the energy waste is. Right? And then you don't have to do all this rubber banding back and forth. You can stay a steady being. When the spirit calls you, you go into the wall. When the spirit says it's time for you to clean your world, you clean your world. You don't go over to someone else's, you know, you need to clean that up, you and you. Yeah. No, no, you clean up your own. Right? Because the only way you're going to help humanity is you go to a higher state, emanate from there, and broadcast from there. You know what I mean? You broadcast from a place in consciousness that they don't believe exists. And you, do you broadcast to everyone? Well, no, not everyone's going to listen to you. Not everyone, everyone's going to hear you. Those that do, huh, get a clear signal. Right? And you know whether or not they choose to go to that state, that's their, that's their business. But it has nothing to do with your morals, your beliefs, your standards, your your religion. It has nothing to do with your concepts about things. It has nothing to do with your fucking crystals or your chakras or your any of this. None of it. It's called life itself. And if you want to get into life itself, which you might as well because you're already in it. So you might as well get into it and not pretend you, I have life. You pretentious prick. Life has you. When it decides it doesn't want you anymore, that heart stops. And you go, bye-bye. Right? So, I have consciousness. No, you don't. Consciousness has you. You're in it. So, you might as well be in it. And to find those identities that will participate with the being, that's heaven on earth. That's ye are gods. Physician, heal thyself. That's what that is. The one identity that wants to basically sees the being for what it is, feels the vibrations of it, and then wants to express that as acts from itself. Not in the world, from itself. Now, is that in a world? You know, I can walk into one room and start talking and nobody pays attention to me at all. I can walk into a whole other one and everybody's fixated. Right? It's like the guy with the violin, right? They have that the video that's been playing around, just you know, one of those viral videos. Mm-hmm. It's a guy who's a super famous violin player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he has a million dollar violin and people pay big dollars to go see him. And he goes down to the subway and he's playing a million dollar violin in the subway. Nobody's paying attention to him. That night he goes to a sold out show. Right? So it's like, ah, so you're not, this idea that, you, you know, you need to do the one thing for everybody. That's some bullshit. The one thing you can do for everybody is be a genuine being and not have that genuine being as a, basically a, a play, a well that you go take all the energy from, for all these fucking identities. I like it. That's why I don't think that's good. <laughs> It's come up. It's judgy. It's boring. It's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That's, you know, judgment day is, is you have an identity. Now that identity that's been running around judging everything is going to turn on you now and judge you. You're going to be judging yourself. Because, you know, there is a point in this whole process of humanity, this learning process, where they wake up to the fullness of consciousness and life. Right? And they're either going to go, Oh my God, I dressed up a turd like it was something valuable. Or they're going to go, this turd is too valuable. 
<laughs> this isn't a turd. This is a diamond. I don't. I'd rather have this. And there's a the great separation, right? Because they're gonna split. Earth exists in as many dimensions as we do, right? And it's like, how many dimensions of Earth are there? Well, what's a dimension? What do you mean by dimension? What states of presence? What what vibrational frequencies, what states of consciousness are available here? Well, all of them that are available to a human, from the lowest to the highest, right? So you don't actually go anywhere, but you get up in the upper heights of consciousness, the lower ones disappear. They can't see you, you can't see them, they have no memory of you, and you have a story of the fall. And what it did and how you recovered. There it is. There it is. There, there's the whole... I just, I just wrapped it up so, so clean, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very, it's very intricate. There's a lot of nuances, right? There's a lot of little things in there that that's why you have to pay attention. Because you have to be watching where the cockroach ran, so to speak. Oh, he's over there. Where those thoughts are running around inside. How your energy is being taken to some manufactured identity. And be aware that it's happening. Right? And then, you know, sometimes you can be aware that it's happening and you can't stop it. Well, then don't stop being aware. Be there for the fullness of that experience. Right? Because if even if you can't figure out how to stop it, you might figure out how not to start it. Right? I mean, some patterns, the minute you start them, they're, they're going to, it, it's got all the juice. It's going to run its course. There's no getting off halfway. That, I mean, those are the ones, those behaviors are the ones that scared me the most. Where it's like, the minute you jump on that, it's two years before you're spun off it. Because it's, you, and it, there's so much momentum in it. There's so much of a, like a draw on you. There's no getting out of it. You're stuck. And, you know, and there's nothing better than when you're stuck than realizing you're stuck. And maybe you can't get unstick yourself, but you can be present for the stuckness. Right. And then that, I mean, you know, start, that shifts something that started sometime. It's either now or 10,000 years from now. Take just, your pick. Just giving anything attention is going to cause it to shift. Like it observations of the universe when you observe something it shifts yeah if you want to so reroute a river you kind of have to be there and dam up the old one <laughs> well, and re and get it to go a different direction that's true you have to do some work yeah. yeah so it's like i'm at the crossroads right your energy needs to be rerouted that's why you're there that you're letting it you're letting it fuel an identity that has no value truly not to the living presence of the universe how do you know it's low how do you feel the value of the universe as well-being inside of you? If the the whole of life appreciates you, you'll know. It it shows up as life force inside of you, as pleasance, as bliss, as balance, as integrity, as not needy, not looking to take advantage. No need to lie because your life is good enough that you don't need to create a narrative that's not true. Right? You don't need to be something. That the presence is the satisfaction. It doesn't bring satisfaction. It is the satisfaction. 
And the one identity that recognizes that, that's the real identity. That's the one you were meant to grow and process and be with as being. The rest of them are just junk, 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 junk. It's a junk drawer. It's it's a it's a drawer full of masks. Oh, I think I'll wear this one today. I'm gonna be Spider Man. You know, I'm gonna be Freddy Krueger today. You know, that's all those identities are. But we think it's a mood we're in. No, no, no. It's an identity you put on. It is a particular vibratory state within that band of consciousness you call reality. That's all it is. It's nothing more than that. It's not real. It's not gonna you know wear a crown. It has no head. It has no hands. It's never going to touch the world. Your identity is never going to touch the world, ever. It's never going to feel a fucking thing, ever. It's going to think incessantly, right? And it's going to use the mind to reinforce and make everything seem real. But your identity will never feel a fucking thing, ever. That's not what's feeling. Your being is, right? That's why I think sadness is one of the most powerful feelings a human being can have. The sad, not like disaster sadness longing because it quiets down all the identities because they're just like all sitting there kind of burned out and you feel through that you feel that presence come in because you're longing for it you're like looking at it and if you look at it long enough uh, you're going to start to feel what that is and it can lift you out of that Makes sense. I mean, that's really where this, it just, the sad, it, it, once you feel that, the, you feel that satisfaction of being, nothing else will touch it. Nothing. That, not, uh, love, nothing will touch that. Nothing is better than that. When you find that, that's, you know, then the work towards that is get rid of any identity that can't respect that, right? appreciate that and be present for that because you'll know when an identity can't be present for it it'll take the power of that and go off on a fucking tangent right it'll go on a blitzkrieg so to speak of its own soul i've seen this over and over and over again by people who claim to be i'm i'm very very you know balanced it's like really that's balance holy shit Wow, you got to really warp me of what balance is. You know, and just because, you know, you do this work with people, you see a lot of people and you, you'll find that there's uh, really, really 12 reactions people have. The identity can respond in infinite ways or the being can respond in infinite ways. But the identity has like a limited amount of choices. And there's not that many of them. And everybody thinks they're being individualistic and this is their ideas like... No, this is this is the default behavior of the state of consciousness you're in. Everybody does that. Why do I feel this way? It's like you and everybody else existing in that bandwidth of consciousness. That's what it is. It's the feeling it has. Right? So it's a lower state of presence. And eventually you recognize that, oh, that's not pleasant. Well, no. Not unless it's been washed over by the higher states of presence. How long, where are we at? How long have we been jib, jabbing the job up? Uh, right now, uh, you're at an hour and 40. Hour and 40? Yeah. yeah. What ha- can we say? Half, half asleep in bed long. <laughs> so it's only half as long. <laughs> half asleep 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, you know, I don't know what more to say about it. It's like, well, I think we started with the topic of silence, and that's where we went with it—an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that silence isn't the absence of information or knowledge or wisdom. It's absence of internal dialogue. Right? Absence of the identities that steal the life force. Mm-hmm. But you can recognize it. Because it's very hard to self-diagnose, I found. It's so much easier to diagnose other people's problems. But to self-diagnose, I'm, I'm looking for markers like, oh, hold on, I'm actually talking to myself right now, and who the hell am I? What the hell is going on? Oh, shit, I'm in it again. Mm-hmm. Like It's like, okay, but that's okay. What's, what's, what's the message here? Is it positive? Is it negative? Okay, it's negative. Well, that's interesting. Why is that? And then dig into it. Keep going. Like Peel the layers of the onion and see where it goes. Mm. Yeah. That's a great I mean, idea. As best you can. And if you have a friend that can help you out along the way, that's fantastic too. The other way to self-diagnose is stop, you know, when you got like a thinking pattern going on, just stop it for a second and look at it. Hmm. This, do, you really, do you really feel this way? Or are you is something trying to provoke you to feel this way? You know, like when you want to do, when something needs to be done and you don't want to do it. Perfect example. There's going to be someone. Right. And then, you know, there's this is one example that that you hear that in your own head, in your own body. You feel where that's taking your energy. You just stop and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Does this need to be done? Yes, it does need to be done. All right. Is it going to take very long? No, not really. Just is just focus and get it done. And then what? And then it's over. All right, let's just do that. And not go on with this whole rigmarole around. It's kind of like, you know, your mom, my mom would say to me when we were growing up, you know, if you spent your time cleaning your room, if you spent as much time cleaning your room as you did complaining about it, you would have been done like three hours ago. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah. No procrastinating when it's time to clean up your mind. It's more painful. Right. You don't let those things go. And go and go and go because they'll get momentum. And once they have momentum, I mean, it's like obsessive compulsive. If you obsess about not wanting to do something that needs to be done, then you're going to really suffer through the whole process. Mm-hmm. But if you just acquiesce, and here's how I learned how to acquiesce because it was hard. What else are you going to do? Got to be doing something. I mean, what you, so you're, if you don't want to do that thing, what are you going to do? Go sit on the couch? It's the thing that needs to be done. It's like the only thing that needs to be done. But, right, so you need to go sit on the couch and think about when you're going to do it. What a waste of energy and time and presence and space and consciousness and everything. If you're on the couch, the Xbox is right there. Then you go for the Xbox, and then you're doing something. No, you're supposed to treat those <laughs> things as your reward for a, a oh, day well done. It's a shitting situation. Yeah, a shitting situation. Yeah, <laughs> shit all over everything. You know, but there's. To be able to catch yourself before that stuckness starts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, boy, I know it bad. Right. It has to do with like paperwork for me. Like, oh, God, I just don't want to do that paperwork thing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Who doesn't? Uh, I. The I, I. But the I that <laughs> wants the benefit that's going to come after the paperwork thing is done. Yeah. Right, so it's like it. So there is the identity. That's and it's not just any. It's not yours' fault. It's everybody's. That identity wants 
things and it doesn't want to do anything to get it. Right. It's a bratty. It's brat. Right. It is an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it needs to stop. So it wants the benefits of all the things, but it doesn't want to actually have to lift a finger for any of it. And so it's constantly figuring out a way to be able to do that. To where, oh, well, I'll just convince someone else to do it for me and then. Well, because that's the and nature I'll start of business. it. Now we have a business enterprise. Have a business and enterprise. <laughs> that's the nature of it because it's using your life force to do things. So why wouldn't it? You know, it does what it's. It's kind of like it, it treats energy like a bank account. Mm. That, oh, I have a lot of life force. I don't want to spend any of mine, so let me just go take from yours. Because I can't let this go below a certain level. I have to have this amount of money in the bank. So, okay, I can't get lower. So it, once it gets to that limit, I'll just go take it from everyone else. Right? So once your energy won't suffice to, to fix your own problems, then you're going to run around looking for gurus. You know, you're going to want advice every five minutes. What do I do? What do I do? What am I supposed to do? My, my relationship isn't good. Can you tell me what to do? <laughs> Behave in it. I don't know. <laughs> right? Change so, but what that is, is the identity has consumed all the energy. They're not interested in their responsibility to it. They want you to come over and rub some life force on it. And make it shine again. Well, I got one person that does this to me all the time. Always in some kind of tiff with life and girlfriends and whatever. It's like, how about just be single for a while and be celibate and just don't let, don't, I mean, you don't have to have sex like the fixture in your life. Put it away for a while and figure out who you are. Because you're trying to figure out who you are based on who likes you. You're retarded. That's retarded. That doesn't work. You know, if your value is based on what other people think about you. It's very fragile. That's a fragile identity. Because guess what? It's going to be good until you say no, and then they're going to throw rocks at it. At your glass house. Well, yeah, and you have to depend upon somebody else to prop up your well-being all the time. How horrible is that? That's disgusting. Yeah. It's, It's thoroughly disgusting. In the state of consciousness that that is the prevalent behavior, it's called love. (laughs) <laughs> but that's a real low form of love the real love is like hey you two are shit in the bed why don't you guys clean it up and then when you're done cleaning it up go your separate ways stop this weird shit you're doing to prop up each other's identities you can be in a relationship it better be about being or it's not going to last and if it does last it's going to be lasting because you have Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> That's the only thing that's going to make it last. You've been in, you've been in, you know, we've all been in relationships that went that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were in it, and it's like, you don't even know why you're in it. <laughs> you're just in it. It's like, whoa, 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 have a reason for this. And it's just identities bashing up against identities. Do you like this? I like this too. Okay, let's go do that. Do you like Frisbee golf? I like Frisbee golf. Let's go play Frisbee golf. And then we'll talk about movies and music and all those things, which is nice to get to know somebody, but that cannot be the foundation of a relationship. He, he likes hot dogs. I like hot dogs. That's the foundation of our relationship. So we get together and we travel the world and eat hot dogs. And we talk about hot dogs. If we have a hot dog <laughs> podcast, that could And then we call me. each other friend. Well, that's not how that goes. So, you know, relationships in a lower state of consciousness, 
they, they seem like it's everything and you want to die for it. And then you look at what that aspect of those relationships are from higher up and it's just stinking. And then it's like, okay, you don't focus on that because who wants to stare down at lint on the floor all day? You, you start to understand what love, what love actually is, what a relationship actually is at a higher state of being. And it does not look the same as it does down there. Not anywhere even close. There is no self-importance in the higher realms. There isn't. There's no self there to be important. The self has made the being important. So there's no self-importance. And the only importance is what the self, the attention and awareness the self gives to the being that's living. Right? So there's no self-importance there. Which changes everything. Now you can actually help somebody from a clear place, from a genuine place that does is not looking for anything in return. It doesn't need a return. It's full. There will be, it's there's no benefit in anything. A, a, a truly like higher consciousness state of being, that true state of being, true state of presence. It doesn't need benefits for anything. It does. It, its coffers are so full it couldn't fit another fucking gold coin in there. So, yeah, you can give it gold coins, but it doesn't have anywhere to put it. Right? So, you know, the only thing you're going to do with the gold coins you get from anyone else is you just shower everybody else with it. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Have some energy. Have some energy. Have some energy. You know, once your cup runneth over, well, whatever's in the saucer isn't for you. That's for everyone else. And there's no self involved in that. Because it's not like you're trying to get your cup filled. Your cup's full. It's running over. What's running over is excess. No sense in letting that go to waste. That's the energy you give to someone else from a higher state of being, which means that it won't be tainted. It won't have uh, anything attached to it. It'll just be what it is. The the excess. Here you go. Here you go. And if you really have a cup that runneth over and you haven't blocked the source at all, so it's flowing freely, you tend to have an enormous amount of energy for other people, other life forms. Other life forms, right? Well, yeah, other life forms. <laughs> right? Without it going, oh my God, I got so busy, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this. This person needs that, that person needs... No. You don't have to deal with any of that. You know? And then you get to decide, you're being decides when you answer your phone. <laughs> Not your identity. Oh, I, I got to pick this up. Why? Well, it's important. To who? Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. You couldn't if you wanted to. If their feelings depend on whether you pick up the phone or not, that's their responsibility, not yours. So you're, you know, you're, you're, you're ghosting me. I'm not ghosting anybody. I'm spending my time the way I want to. But you don't call me back. Uh, I don't have to. But, 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 but what? Well, you put out your fishing line and your bait and nobody bit and you went home empty-handed. And you're meh about that? It's like, well, then learn how to fish in your own being. Don't need energy from anyone else. Don't need it. You know, it's like if you need help getting your car out of a ditch, yeah, great. But don't need life force from people. Don't need them to cheer you up. That's fucking gross. Because it's just you can't. You'll always be cheering them up. Or, you know, when someone comes over, I really need help. I'm ready to learn. Okay, here's here's. Well, I don't think any of that's what it is. I think it's something else. Okay, you failed helping me. Try again. <laughs> and I'm going to be negative and I'm going to be defiant. 
against you every time you try to help me. Yeah, eventually you're like, yeah, I'm not doing this. So you got to learn about life force. You've got to learn about energy and how you're, you're not learning anything from behaving the way you always do. You're learning nothing. You're not going to learn from, you know, having your ideas and concepts and moral code in your head. You're not going to learn anything. You have to let go of those, all of it, because it's all just manufactured from the identity. Feel the presence. Is that what you want it to be? Is that like seeing this life as, ah, cool. Even when it's half asleep, tired. Ah, still beautiful. Right? And hold it. Just be that. You know, it's not, it's, not the, it's not the hardest thing in the world. It's just very difficult if you don't realize that there's a ceiling on your consciousness and you got to punch a hole through it. Kind of get silent. And it might drown some of your identities down there. Yeah. Most likely it will. But the ones that don't drown will rise up in the flood. Right, and that was so. As those fall away, whatever's left, that's what you got. You know, and it's spooky. I'm not going to say it's not. You get to that point where you're not living for you anymore. There's no you to live for. You're not living for your goals and aspirations, and you know your 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 success. There's just there isn't any more of that. Once those identities are peeled away, there is none of that. You're just living now. Well, what does that mean to just live? Oh means way more than most people would ever imagine because it's you know at a certain point you realize everything you do is to to arrive at a certain feeling you don't go do anything for no reason everything you do is to feel a certain way well when you get to feel the way that you want to and it's vibrant and full of life force and presence and you don't have to do anything to get it that changes the game completely Changes everything completely. I could, you know, if the whole world was went dark for five days and everything went down, I would be content just sitting here in this cabin until they knocked on the door. When they, you know, when they had the whole chaos visited me, I would be content and going, okay, let's see what this chaos is going to do. The worst it's going to do is the best it could do. Set you free. But, you know, it's like, or you could play into it and have an identity in it and go nuts. But, you know, it's like, what is the end result of all this? Feeling presence. Oh, that's not a big deal. It's the biggest deal. But it doesn't sound like a big deal at all. But it is the biggest thing. That's why it's like, oh, hey, if you want to hide something very valuable from somebody, where would you put it? I'd put it right inside of them because they never looked there. <laughs> Yep, I put it right inside of them. So if I were God and I wanted to put a gem inside of someone, a brilliance, a brilliant light of presence and love and fullness and infinity and freedom. And I wanted them to I wanted it to be like an Easter egg hunt. I would hide it right inside of their own heart, right inside of their own presence. Right? And and then make them go look for it. Okay, go look for it. It's out there. It's 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 out there somewhere. It's out there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. There is an identity and maybe it's buried under the noise of thousand others. But there is an identity within each and every person that is built for this work. 
built to learn how to not squander life force, learn how to be okay when there's so much of it that you feel like you're going to blow apart and how to be able to channel that. I guess not really the right word to let that flow and expand you and be able to accept ever higher states of being and consciousness and presence and the identity that it gets to go along just stunned the whole time. So stunned it can't even move. It's just paralyzed with bliss. Ah, what is happening? Or fear of the bliss to come. <laughs> you know, but it falls in line. It doesn't act outside of that. <laughs> and it turns out to be the one that hears the noises outside. It's not the soul that does that. It's the identity that that appreciates the soul. It listens for the voices outside trying to crash the, the 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 castle wall so to speak it's like yep there's someone out there there's something out there lurking i'm here at all the time i hear it all i hear him all the time so, yeah there you are i can hear him he's he's pacing around outside it's like a wild beast that just wants to jump in put a thought in there that makes you go nuts it's like yep, i see him out there right there's no like oh my god it's gonna happen to me no i'm like mm -mm, i see you and I just look at the being like, hey, um, there's a there's a hellhound outside the walls. Doesn't look very pleasant. And then the minute that the attention of the being goes on it, it no longer is a problem. It ceases to be a problem. Right. So, you know, the, the, I think that it is where the identity and the being you are. It is kind of like a father son family relationship. It's a, you know, uh, dad, there's a big dire wolf. <laughs> Not anymore. But you have to notice it and not go play with it. Right? So Same thoughts, way. there's thoughts. You should just notice them there. Notice all of them. Don't play with them. Because to play with them is to invite another identity in. And that's going to be a dialogue. And that dialogue might lead to plans. And those plans might lead to events. And those events might lead to fucking despair. So, you know, it's like, well, then what do you do with your life? Anybody who speaks like that, oh, so what do you do for money? What do you do for food? Where do you live? Anybody who talks like that? I, you obviously don't have the discipline or the energy to actually understand your life. So you're just going to chalk it up to, there's no reason to leave this petty little state I'm in because I'll have to do something. Here I don't have to. I can live in my mom's basement, can eat her food, fries. get fat, play video games all day. I don't have to do anything. We've met people like this. Oh, yeah. It's like, what do you do? Oh, do you, so what do you do for work? I don't work. I don't have to work. Why? Well, I'm rich. Oh, yeah? You're 17. How are you rich? Well, my parents are rich. Oh, so what do you do? I play Warcraft. Really? Yeah, like 17 hours a day. I just play World of Warcraft. I'm like, and... No responsibilities. I'm doing. No, I. You know, I'm rich. <laughs> like, wow. Mm -hmm. You're pathetic, is what you are. You're fucking pathetic. You know. You know. He pulls up in an eighty thousand dollar tricked out Subaru. Like, and I'm looking at the parents, going, "You guys are creating a fucking monster here. That's all you're doing. You think, oh, our boy, he's our boy. You're, you're, you're making an evil prince right before my eyes. You're fashioning this kid into a fucking narcissistic piece of shit." Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know how prevalent that actually is? Quite. I, oh, my God. It is. 
I'm going to say this. This is probably going to get us canceled. Oh, good. Here I'm going to get us canceled. Are you ready to get can- Are you ready to, to really not like me anymore? <laughs> what is wrong with the men in the world? You want to know what's wrong? They were raised by women. That's the problem. And there Because was- women won't let. Oh, no. My little boy. You know, he, he can do no wrong. Oh, the fuck he can't. The fuck he can't. That's some bullshit. So, the well, coddling. Say, yeah, that like, you know the saying, hurt people hurt people? Yes. I heard that that's not really the case. It's really irresponsible hurt people hurt people. Because everyone's fucking hurt. Everyone's been hurt at some point. So, I'd I'd add an addendum and say irresponsible women. Right. And Raise. And I don't call it coddling <laughs> as much as lack of, lack of boundaries is the big issue. <laughs> Lack of, of discipline. Well, I've watched, most mothers I've watched with young boys. No, it's, you don't do this. Here's the boundary. They cross it. They get some fucking ice cream and the boundary moves. And in the traditional roles, it's not the the woman who does it. It's usually the father that disciplines. And we have these broken families that are split in two because our society is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't value that at all. In fact, it anti-values family. Here's what I've seen when it comes to children, boys, and discipline. Mothers. Most likely, and not all of them, I'm, you know, I'm generalizing, obviously. But what a mom will do is, like I said, set a boundary. You won't do that. Then they do it. And then they feel sorry for them. The mother feels sorry for them, gives them a gift, and then moves the boundary. So this is no longer a uh, violation of a boundary because the boundary's moved. Which means she's got to make more room for his nefarious shit. More room for his nefarious shit. And what does the boy end up doing? rebelling against the mother constantly pushing the boundary and not because he wants to take advantage he'll do that eventually because he'll see no value he wants to know where the fucking boundary actually is where he can't go past where no that's it buddy you have hit that mark right i have i have watched where a kid did something bad the man disciplined that kid the mother freaks out oh my god did you just do i can't believe you just did that he's never gonna like you again right and then the kid goes i can't believe you did that it's like hey don't behave that way and that won't happen they go to their room i hate you in their room 10 minutes later they come out where do they go to the person that disciplined him sit in the lap and say i'm sorry do you know what you did yeah okay can we clean that up yes what a boy wants and this is where parents don't get it parents of boys what they want it's they want to know where the boundaries are because if there's no boundaries there's no safe place mm-hmm. right there's no place where they can actually um mature themselves because everything's a playground and sorry playgrounds are for players not mature people so to raise a son you got to set a boundary and you got to hold it and and they'll respect, they'll love you for that, mm-hmm. right? They, uh, when a boy becomes a man, he realizes the biggest benefit he ever got was being told no. Do it yourself. Well, I can relate to that, and I was a little girl, so yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had a interesting dynamic between a very lax and love father, and then a mother who. 
I mean, she's just a vessel of love, but she, there was always, if I did something, it would be like, okay, what's the next best thing to do? Like, it's okay. And it was, I never felt that no, or that boundary. So then that created my boundaries for, you know, whatever. So the women and mothers that you like, you know, you talk of, is it a, is it a, like a combination of kind of a bound? Dreamless or whatever the word would be with like Mother Earth and like how that's not really respected and also like the society just okay yeah let's just make sure there's no conflict <laughs> you know <laughs> let's okay it's fine here's some like let's just like take care of this in an instant way and then obviously you're raising someone who has no integrity no boundaries yeah. no integrity no sense of responsibility no maturity no ability to navigate their own path at all their their, their idea of navigating their own path is taking advantage of everybody around and making sure they have to do as little as they possibly can exactly and yeah. it's like that will not uh, create a society that anybody wants to be in and you look at ours every system is falling apart look how many trains have derailed in the last what year I mean, maybe. I wouldn't blame that on bad mothers, though. Well, I would, no, I'm not blaming <laughs> on bad mothers, but I'm just, it, you're watching like even the integrity to hold together society is going away. You know, it used to be yeah. pretty solid that, you know, you bought a product, it worked. Now you buy it and it's like, it might work. Well, you yeah. know, yeah, it's like, is that bridge actually going to hold all those cars? Yeah, it's fine. Not go look and see. You know, it's like, I, it makes me kind of nervous to be on planes. It's like, did the me- mechanic check everything? Because he might have been somewhere else in his head. Yeah, he might have been running around with 10 identities. You don't need all go, the rivets in a plane. Yeah, I just need them. A percentage of them. Yes, percentage <laughs> of them. But, you know, I, I look and you see it, it's like the breakdown of all these systems. It's because uh, it, nobody, no, uh, this, this, our generations have not been raised to be responsible people. They haven't been raised to be mature. They've been raised to keep the keep the the party fuel going, right? And it's yeah. like ah, it's, and everybody's working for what? For entertainment. I mean, you know, I was like, Carlos would tell me, he's like, you know, Chris, if you need ten thousand dollars, just don't buy anything. You'll have ten thousand dollars soon enough. Just don't buy anything. You know, but we're instant gratification. I mean, that's part of the boundaryless life. Is you have you crave instant gratification? Is it for anything? Yeah, it's for being gratified in the moment. But it will not last beyond that. Nothing that we do really lasts beyond our lives, unless we decide to you know take the the plunge and take the journey of the soul. Well, then, yeah, your life will have value, it will have meaning, it will have purpose, it will have life force, it will have, you know, energetic presence. But if you're just going for instant gratification and, you know, oh, let's go do that, that looks like fun, that looks like fun, you're marginalizing. It's all going to be marginal. None of it's going to mean anything in the end. None of it. You know, you'll just like, you know, being seeing the Grateful Dead, what do you end up with? A pile full of ticket stubs and some good memories. And that's it. There is nothing else. Most of our most of the activities is like, oh, you went to Italy. Yeah, I went to Italy and looked around. Has it changed your life? Nope, not one bit. Did you enjoy it? Well, you know, it was cool to look at for a day, and then you realize it's oh, what is Rome? It's a dick measuring contest. 
<laughs> Who can build the biggest, fucking, most gaudy, elaborate piece of shit church? You know, it's a dick measuring contest, and so you know, it's like, okay, that's there's nothing here for you. There's it, most of the places. That's why I like going to the jungle, because I go down there to do deeper work on myself, consciousness, get this body back, listen to Enrique, you know, follow his protocol, because you know, his vibe is cool. Right? It's very, very woo, you know? So it's like, yeah, 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 I'll listen to him. Understatement. Yeah, cool. so when I go there, it's not about any kind of gratification. It's about learning. You know, from Enrique, from the jungle, from the medicines, from the silence, from the river, from just being in a jungle environment. You, you're, when you're in it, you learn. You know, it's like being up here in the mountains. You know, this is a harder school, I think. I think it's a much harder school to be in the mountains than the jungle. Because the things here, it's like you make one wrong step here, you're dead. There, it's like, eh, you can make a wrong step. You'll be all right. You might get, you know. The jungle? You might get the a little sick. pretty serious, well, too. Yeah, it's serious. But the mountains will push you in a way. Because the jungle, let's face it. Do you need a heater? No. Do you need an air conditioner? No. Do you need to stay warm? No. But you don't there, need any of these things. There's snakes there. There's no snakes here. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd take a snake over a, a hungry bear. Okay. Well, you know. in like below zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you you have you. Let's just put it this way: the elements are much harsher up here the, than yeah. they are there. There, the life can yeah, it can be quite overwhelming, and if you start getting bitten by things, there's it can a lot ruin more food day. there. There's more food, wild food there than here. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. If you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, we're going to, we'll just call it yeah. this long. We always go long. Always, always going long. Or we just always the right amount. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually, like, stay tuned for the whole thing. Right. I'm, I'm getting out of here. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it can be. We are. You're boring you some. We do what we do. We so. do what we do. Yeah, so what we'll do is, um, for any of you on the Facebook land, because, you know, we stream them on Facebook just so people can, you know, our friends can see it. People who, you know, we know would be interested in it. And then it goes to Spotify within a couple days after that. Mm -hmm. So you can watch them on Spotify. But we want to keep the content on Spotify going while we're in the jungle. So we're going to record another one tomorrow night. I don't know what we'll talk about. If any of you out there want to, you know, Participate, you know, why won't participate? I don't know how you do that. We didn't know that yet. No, We're, we could ask questions, but you know, if they don't need to, they don't want to. That's fine. But anyway, if you want to, I mean, we're going to be doing it again tomorrow night, so we have an episode to put up a week from now. Maybe we'll on film Spotify. one in the jungle too, and we'll probably film one in the jungle and maybe send that footage back to Isaac and have him could play we? with it a little bit. Could when we get back to Bacalpa? Okay, Bacalpa's got internet. Yeah. All right. I don't know how good it is, but it's got it. Okay. So, you know, we could do something anyway. So, yeah, we might pop in for a little bit while we're in the jungle. But not in the jungle, but in Pacalpa and yeah. then in Peaslock when we go up to Sacred Valley. But we're going to record another one tomorrow night for the Spotify people. So there's a, we don't miss a week. I want the momentum. Yeah. You can't, can't lose momentum. You can't just drift off mm -hmm. and suddenly no longer there. So Three weeks, you could, you know. Lose all our momentum. Lose all the momentum. Damn it. Yeah. I don't really, you know, this is going to do what it's going to do. It's going to go where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not that important. It just sitting here is a good time. It feels important to me to do, but I don't know how important it is to anybody else. It's nice to have friends gather and yeah. chat about stuff. Yep. Jenny goes back to D.C. 
Yay. Yay. Well, you got a life there. You're building a life. You got things and stuff and aspirations and goals. And goals. <laughs> Success. We're just fucking with you. Success. Oh, yeah. You that's what's happening. What's that? What's that, happening? That's what's happening. Success. Yeah. Success. Right on. Well, be successful. No, anyway. no. It's. It's um, DC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get to watch Babylon. You're like in Babylon. Are you wide awake in it? In DC? Or do you go numb? Do you get barricaded? Do you barricade yourself when you're in DC? Do you let your soul fly? You don't let your soul fly over the darkness and laugh at all? See, I can't go to DC. I stay pretty much away from it. If I go to DC, I go to jail. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Like, I'm going to let spirit take care of this because if I take care of it, I'm going to jail. Because you know, <laughs> yeah. bad things are happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I could not walk down the streets of DC and see any kind of uh, what do you call those people the the ones the lobbyists mm-hmm. or any congressman and not stop them and go. Where the hell? Pull your head out of your ass! <laughs> what the hell? You need to go talk to all your colleagues and let them know they're acting like fucking children. You understand that? Stupid children. And I I, but paid I would be standing on the Capitol building and, you know, See. on a soapbox. <laughs> and then I'd be in jail and then I'd be disappeared and it would not go well. So I just stay away from D.C. Good know. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the warriors, you know, they don't they only go into Babylon when it's time to take Babylon all the way down. Uh, mm-hmm. And that see, will I'm, be. I'm a, Trojan horsey, and I'm taking information. There you go. Yeah, yeah. she's our spy. <laughs> okay. We have our own. We have our own intelligence service, <laughs> just like L. Ron Hubbard. We're not very well sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> have a great night. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow on Facebook. And, no, in a uh, week for them. It'll huh? be tomorrow for us, but like a week for them. Well, to anybody watching on Facebook, it'll be tomorrow. But anybody watching on oh, gonna just it. watch it on Spotify tomorrow night will be a week out. Anyway, know. yeah, we'll deal with that. That's that's logistics. <laughs> nobody else needs to talk about. Good night. Have a good, no Oh, <laughs> <laughs>